We've all imagined them, or maybe even seen them on TV or in a movie. Epic conquests that test your outermost limits and change what you believe is possible. Maybe it's crossing an Ironman finish line or finishing 100 miles through the Rocky Mountains. But with work and family and bills, those often seem out of reach for the average guy. Or maybe they're just reserved for the lucky ones who train for a living or have less on their plates. Well, we're just not willing to accept that. Yes, we have jobs and wives and kids, and we certainly aren't pro athletes. We're just average dudes, rejecting an average life. This is the 3OK Runners Podcast. I know, but I'm also only at 10 and not, you know, 40. <laughs> so, Welcome back to the next edition of the 3OK Runners Podcast. Joining me this morning, our chief and brother Jared, and we are here to discuss Pacers during this Leadville race. What the heck are Pacers and what do we do with Pacers? And if we know what they are, who in the world would agree to do this after we've already done 50 miles, having 50 miles to go? So let's kick it off. Let's uh, let's go straight into it. Like, what in the world is a pacer? So in the ultra marathon world, pacers are pretty common when you're getting into the longer distances, like 100K, maybe 100 miles and more, you're going to start looking at getting a pacer and what a pacer is. Or fi- there's a lot of races with 50 milers that have that allow oh, really? pacers. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of, I, I think that's, to me, probably 50 is like the threshold that once you hit there, you may or may not be in the pacer world. Because I don't remember. So Coyote definitely didn't allow us. Did yours allow you? Do those guys have any at 62 or anything? Yeah, I, the sorry. very first race I did down there, I think you could have a pacer for the 100K or 100 mile distance. Uh, I okay. think that's right. Okay. Uh, and then I actually think if you did the 100 mile in the first race, you could have a pacer the entire race, which I know is not the case for Leadville. No. Yeah. And I don't know about Hard Rock or Western States. I'm not sure what their pacer requirements are, like where you can pick those guys up at. But I know Leadville's 50 miles. And what a pacer is, is somebody that's going to run alongside you for that last half of the race to give you emotional support and just physical support and the fact of helping you stay on pace, keeping you motivated. And that kind of rolls into the first thing of when when choosing a pacer... <laughs> Don't just find somebody off the streets. You're going to want to find somebody that's a friend or somebody that you know well or somebody that you run a lot with. Would you guys agree? Oh, that that's a tough question for me because there's a small part of me that thinks maybe I don't want to know them. It might allow them to say things to me that somebody that knew me might not be able to or might not want to. Um I don't know. I'm, I'm anxious to hear kind of where this conversation goes because I'm interested in Pacers to join me for those of you that are listening. So I think in my world, I just want somebody that can help me accomplish the goal. It'll be something that we can discuss. This is what I would like. This is where I'm trying to be. It, it's kind of their job to help me get there in whatever fashion that requires. See, I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm going to select somebody. There's only a few people in this world that can say whatever they want to me in the darkest part of my day. And I'm not going to like freak out on them. And 
So there's only a few individuals that are like in that realm. And then there's only even smaller individuals who actually would run 50 miles with me. So that leads me down to one person besides you two. <laughs> and that's my buddy Drew, who's, who's in the Navy. And he's, he's stationed in Jacksonville, Florida. And so he's been training up. And he's super like nervous about it. But I'm, I know you guys have a few pacers coming, right? And then I have one. I'm bringing my one pacer and um, hopefully. Not hopefully, but he will make the 50 miles with me home. So um, I know you guys having multiple ones, that will be extremely helpful too. That's a huge benefit of having more than one pacer. Yeah, I, I kind of, I think it could be a, a real uplifting thing to have a, a change in pacers even. You know, I mean, I, I think, well, one, the number of people that you know that could come out and pace someone for 50 miles i don't you know in the in the mountains in the mountains <laughs> yeah. the, the only people i know that could do that are doing the race also <laughs> and, and it doesn't so, really work well. you know what i mean so the the idea that there would be just one pacer um with me for the last half of the race is not even a possibility for me but also um i mean i i think it is important to me that I know the Pacers and I feel like the Pacers know me to some degree. Um, but I'm, but I'm with you a little bit, Jeff, in that I don't feel like I have to be really close with them. Um, because you know, one, you're going to get to know them better, um, during that stretch. And, and I think too, realistically, like my wife is probably the only one who knows me well enough to know exactly what to say based on where I'm at mentally, right? I mean, even my closest friends, um, they've never been with me in like a really dark place in my life, right? There's not many people who have. And so I think a little bit of is is kind of a feeling out process. Yeah, and I, I remember the story you told a few podcasts ago about the guy that just grabbed a random pacer and was running a race, and they were like throwing up, and he was like, <laughs> Pacer was freaking out, you know, and he's like, this is totally normal, you know, like, that's not something I want to run into in the middle yeah. of a race, you know, I need somebody, like you said, at least somebody that knows me enough that like, hey, look, this might be a dark place, but we're going to ride it out for 10 miles, we'll be good to go. Are you worried at all, Chief? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Drew can cover the distance, and that's no problem, but even people that can cover the distance when you're doing 50 miles, like there's a lot of your own needs that you're going to have to have, you know, on your radar that are not just, you know, tending to whatever you need during the race. Are you, are you worried at all of kind of having one pacer who has to cover such a massive dif- distance? It, it is. I'm a little nervous about that part, but he, he did Ironman with us and he's been doing ultra stuff for a little while. And it's a little, I mean, 50 miles is a long way to go. We learned that a couple weekends ago. That's a big race. And uh, that makes me a little nervous because Jeff just asked a difficult question before we started the podcast that we'll bring up here in a minute. But the, yeah, because he's going to be dealing with his own stuff too. And that's a long time for him to be running. Um, the benefit I think we have a little bit is he won't have to climb Hope like we like we did like it seems like on the backside of hope it's halfway up and then you're back down and then you're kind of rolling back home at that point and so I'm hoping that helps a little bit um but it'll be an I look at it as an adventure with for him and I something him and I will have together forever is this race that we did this thing where him and I came together and ran that last 50 home and I know he looks at it as like man I'm going to get to do 50 miles in Leadville 
which he tried to get into Leadville and he didn't make it this year in the lottery. And so uh, I think he's looking at it as a big race and a big adventure for him too. So, Man, Chief, I think it has potential with, with one guy pacing you 50 miles back. I think it has potential to be an epic experience for you two that you will always look back on. And that, that will be amazing, I think, because both of 50 miles is enough personally to get to a place of some pretty nice challenge and some pretty nice satisfaction. And then you'll be getting to that hundred place and you guys will do that together. I think there's a chance that that's a, uh, an epic memory for you guys. Um, I, I love the idea of, you know, getting to know someone over 10 or 20 miles and then changing it up. You know, we always talk about a fresh pair of socks and a fresh pair of shoes. Like, is that going to be the same with a fresh person there in your ear? Uh, because I, I do think it will be. Um, and I know. Yeah, ahead. I was you know, the thing, it just hit me while you were talking, Jeff. The, the other part of it is, you know how at races, how much of a pickup you get from kind of the energy wherever you, so when you go through an aid station and there's just so much energy at the race there, you know, you sort of live on that for a while at these races. And one thing with the pacers, I mean, look, they're just pacing sections of the race, but they're going to have, you know, enthusiasm and energy. They're going to be excited. And so I think that's one of the things that getting a fresh one is going to be helpful to us, Jeff, because when they start their part, that's going to be exciting to them. They're going to have adrenaline flowing. And I think that's something that, you know, we're going to feed off of. Um, Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward. My, uh, you know, Jenny's, brother-in-law is going to help me up and over Hope Pass. And I know just listening to him talk about the training he's doing to do that. And then he's like, you know, I'm thinking maybe I want to do the other pass with you too. And I'm just that kind of motivation and excitement just helps me think I can't wait to get to 50 miles because I want to see what he feels like going up and over that. And it's that part is going to be very exciting. And I, I'm a huge fan of the more people there, the better experience. And so when you take your pacers and your crew and you throw them all together and you see them every so, and then you pick up another person, I think it just has a wonderful potential to be something that will just be as memorable as anything that I've ever done. And that, that part I'm really looking forward to, but let's, let me ask you guys, like what, how do you think they're going to help you? And are you looking at it from the standpoint of what do I want them to do for me that will make it helpful? Or is just the experience of somebody being with you out there as you go up and over 50 miles and up and over the pass and start running into the night in the middle of the Rockies, just having somebody there? Like, what are you wanting from them help wise or to do specifically? Yeah. Um, Great question, I think. So first, Leadville is a race where your pacer can actually carry stuff for you. They call it muling. And so Leadville is a race that will allow you to let your pacer carry stuff for you. Um, and so I think that's that's part of my answer in this question. My my plan is, this is, I'll be interested to hear your plan on this, Chief. My plan is for my pacers to take my pack and take my gear um, and, and kind of relieve me of that at that point. Um, and so I'm, I'm planning on using them to do that. 
And, um, and that was kind of part of my question for you, chief was, you know, you've got somebody who's going 50 miles. He's going to, he need, he has his own pack. Yeah. He has his own nutrition. He has a lot of stuff that he's going to have to, um, deal with during the race that, you know, somebody who's maybe pacing 10 or 12 miles, how much do they really need in that leg that they can't just do aid station to aid station? Right. They really won't need much, a little bit of water, not much nutrition, you know, and that is a whole different challenge for me. Cause it's not like, Hey, here, carry my 1.5 liter of water and your 1.5 and all my combustibles, <laughs> all my snacks. There's a sweet potato burrito. I need you to carry all this hey, and I'll moving. see you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you. And, uh, oh, by the way, I've already ran 50, so I don't want to hear you complain <laughs> at all because I'm 50 deeper than you. So, um, now that, that'll be a challenge. I, I'm going to carry, I kind of plan on already carrying, kind of just keeping my pack on. I know I was having some back pain at Coyote Run, so that kind of makes me a little concerned. But I'm going to carry most of my stuff in my pack. I'm just going to ask him to carry some additional nutrition, potentially for me, something a little bit different. Maybe like whatever I'm eating isn't setting well with me. I want him to have something completely different that's like, okay, that's something I can kind of maybe just change up between aid stations because the aid stations coming out of 50 miles are pretty close, but after Twin Lakes, I think they get pretty far out between the between them. So having that with him would be a huge advantage. And the watch situation makes me con- concerned because my Garmin, I have the Garmin 910 XT, and when we did the 50 miler, I just left it on, didn't stop it, and I had one bar left after 11 hours and so it makes me concerned I'm gonna have he's obviously gonna we're gonna be relying on his watch on the way home but that could be a problem too at the same time so I, I need can, to have a I backup can hear the plan. concern in your voice right <laughs> that could be I need a backup plan for that and because um, there's a lot of responsibility on just my one pacer it's like look he's been training I've been training this is a huge thing for me it's a huge thing for him and he doesn't want to let me down as much as I don't want to let him down and I think a lot of my mentality behind of bringing one guy is maybe a subconscious of if I don't meet the mark, I haven't drug this entire group of individuals up there to watch me fail. If I'm going to fail, I only want to fail with like my closest friends around that way because they've only seen me in that kind of place before and I don't really want to do it and then be like, wow, thanks guy. I drug you all the way out here. Yeah. You know, and that's maybe another reason why I only have one. So I I think that, first of all, Chief, kudos to you for being so humble about what you can accomplish, um, first of all, because I... I slash weak. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, uh, the confidence I have in you uh, sounds like it might be actually more than, than yours right now. Uh, but what I want to also bring up is I think the pacer situation with just one and their needs or multiple pacers and their needs really puts some pressure on the crew because your crew will basically be taking care of two runners every aid station for that 50 miles. And Jared, the crew for you and I, not only will be taking care of us, but will now be trying to organize, is the next pacer ready and what do they have and what do they need to have? And so I I think, I I love the pacer aspect personally because I've never run a race with a pacer. And I'm probably a little different than you guys because 
I am concerned about them as well. And, you know, we were laughing beforehand, Chief, because I posed the question to you guys, like, what happens if your pacer goes down, like, <laughs> rolls an ankle and is there on the side of the trail, like, hey, uh, here's your stuff back. <laughs> With all due respect, I'll see you at the end. <laughs> question was posed i never even crossed my mind it's like hey what happens if your pacer goes down and jeff was like he made it sound like he was like well you know we're just we'll chalk it up we'll deal with my pacer's rolled ankle and we'll try leadville some other time it's like me i'm like all right dude like give me my stuff i'll i'll send an aid station i'll send an aid worker after you like i can't stop i'm gonna have to keep going and uh Maybe, and and also, too, like, I'm not, like, if you you guys got these pacers, these guys are going to be jacked up. They're going to want to run and may not get as much miles. And if Drew's like, hey, man, like, I could use, like, I'm not against if one of these guys that you guys bring, they want to jump in with me. I'm not against that at all, but their primary focus is you two. Like, you guys, that's what they're there for. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't be against grabbing somebody new. I just didn't want to drag a bunch of people out there, too. But, yeah, yeah that's it. Well, I you bring up a good point. Chief, it is a lot of pressure to think about. I don't even get a pacer until 50. And so you don't want to waste their time. You you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of pressure on the runner, I think. Um, and that is something that I've thought about. Um, even with the, even with the tight cutoffs at Leadville, you know, it's like, I've, I've got to make it there and I've got to make it in time to get back. And, and you just think about if you start getting close to those cutoff cutoffs, the pacers going to have a lot of pressure trying to get you home. Um, and it could be a, a situation that's not as fun as it is in our minds. No, cause that could be to. super frustrating for them. Cause they're like, dude, come on. We're, we got to go. I mean, you know, you've already ran 60 miles. You're not really in a good place. And so that'd be, like you said, that's a good point. Like that's a tough job for them. That's primarily what their job is, is it's not like this big fun run that we get to do together. It's their job is they're going to need to know. And this is what I expect from my pacer. When I show up, I'm not a, I'm not going to be a mathematician after 50 miles. That's your job. I need you this we're going to have this long we've had a ton of, ton of communication already. We're going to have this long conversation of if I'm there at 12:30, this is what I expect home. If I'm there at thir- 13 hours, 13:30, 14 hours, this is what I expect home. And this is your job to get me there. Your job is that we meet each single hurdle that we're trying to do and I need to know if we're falling behind. And I need you to have that tough conversation with me that, look, if you do not do this now, you will not finish. That's what I need to know. Chief, I can just hear you now. You you don't have your own watch. So you're relying on somebody else's watch. You're concerned about the pace you're going and them trying to talk. I can just yeah. see it now. Based off of how you uh, use the old slingshot on me with your <laughs> watch, I was like, I can't imagine you running without a watch. Actually, I that's a that's an interesting point that you brought up. And um, is this per- an advertisement? Personally, I don't have to worry about that <laughs> because I think my watch I, is up for the challenge. I knew Jeff's blog was coming <laughs> for his watch. No, I uh, I think it's interesting because I think in the span of. Yes, it's going to be difficult to get to 50 miles. And yes, it's going to be tremendously uplifting to see a friendly face and to take somebody back with you. And 
I, I think that can do nothing but help you no matter what, just from a, a sheer energy and almost mental relief of, okay, first hurdle crossed. Uh, that's also the same time we get up and over Hope Pass the first time. I think that 50 mile mark will be a very big one. Um, but I also think, you know, back to our initial point of do we want to know the Pacers or not know the Pacers? I, I think, yes, we do, but maybe not. Um, I, personally, I don't want them to know me that well because there's going to be parts during this race where I need some tough talk. Like, hey, man, let's get going. Like, you got more than this. We got We got this much to go. We got to get to this aid station. Let's go. And then there's going to be points in the race where I need somebody to be like, look, man, I know that you're 70 miles into this thing, and I, I know it doesn't feel good, but this is far from over. So it's time to kind of let this pass and let's get going. And there's, there's very different ways to deal with the mental state of somebody at that point. And for me, one of my biggest fears is running into the night in the middle of nowhere and not knowing kind of where I'm going. So one of the main things I want from my pacer is, man, I want to stay on the trail. I do not want to be lost. I don't want to feel lost. And I do not want to question, what do you mean you said the aid station was a mile and a half up here? We've been a mile and a half. Where is it? Like that is something I do not want. And so I, I'd be curious to see kind of what comes to the top with each of us as our main concern as we keep going. Yeah, that's a good point. I like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's critical that the pacers that you're using for whatever section are really familiar with that section um, and, and how far you are from aid stations. I think it's important that they're familiar with the course in that section, right? Because you can imagine in a point where maybe you're, you're climbing and you're struggling and how nice it would be for someone to be able to say, look up and over this hill and we're downhill to the aid station for two miles. Yeah. So just power through this and then we'll, you know, and so it, it would be, it would be nice to have somebody who has a level of familiarity with the course and how, you know, and the aid station set up so that they can sort of speak to you at the time when you need it in the way that you need it. Um, I, I think that is, is a big job for the Pacers um, and, and something that I will be expecting too. And, and obviously like they're not going to do that on their own. I mean, we're going to talk to the Pacers. Right. We're going to know the course because we're going to have been on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those discussions in advance of the race are important, but, but you know where your mind is at when you get deep into these races, you, you're not a clear thinker. Um, and so, I mean, I don't, even though I know what mile 70 looks like because I ran it at mile 30, I don't know what my mind is like then. And so I don't want to have to rely on myself to think, oh, okay, here's how far I am at the aid station. Here's what the course looks like. I want the pacer to be able to know that stuff and kind of know it easy so that I can just ask, where are we at? That's a great point. I even think about like, yeah, I absolutely want to know where I'm at on that very point of the course because at that distance your small little problems are big big problems especially mentally when it's like well i thought you like you said i'm where did where is it where i i had in my head a mile and a half like that's all i got at the moment like i need an aid station and so that could be and then now you're 
your head screwed up because you're like, well, he doesn't know where we're at, and you're never going to believe it for the rest of the race. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's a big thing, and and but I think community that's where communication is huge with your pacers. Um, I talk to Drew at least once a week about it, and um, where being comfortable with the sections of the race, going over the game plan of that race, and also too is just you know your your pacer needs to take that job very seriously it's a serious job and, and i'm really been impressed with drew because he's taking it serious like he's even still like his training plan he's like mimicking our training plan right now like he's doing everything and um you know I, that's why i want to hear from my pacer is like he's taking his job seriously and that it makes me feel more comfortable in in us getting home and but also too another key thing is your pacer needs to be fit needs to be fitness needs to be a key thing in their life because Again, it's not a fun run. You don't want to take somebody out there that just wants to go and do like a you know, 10, 12-mile section. You need somebody that can legitimately, you know, a good runner in, in, in general sense for the fact that whatever they're doing for you is going to be a big part of your race. And so and you don't want to feel like you're dragging your pacer along. It should be the opposite, right? Yeah. And, and you know, we talked earlier about how much distance is between aid stations at this race. And those are uh, nothing to sneeze at with the altitude and a new course. Um, and so I, I think for sure, you know, when you decide, hey, sure, I'll join you. I'd love to pace you. It might be worth a look at the aid station to go, which part of this do I believe that I can help? Mm-hmm. You know, because we have we have those elevation uh, maps, and so you can take a look at like, okay, this, you know, twelve mile stretch has got something to it, or this part seems to be where I'm going to fit in because I can keep us moving at this part. So I, I definitely think the conversations between us and the pacers, I I believe, will be instrumental in forming a plan that not only we are comfortable with, but that we are comfortable with them and what they're going to say will be like, okay, okay, okay. Because the last thing I want to do is question myself and somebody else. Um, That, that will not be a great feeling. This, this all goes with a grain of salt though, because none of us have ever ran with Pacers before, but this is what we envision. And so what may happen could be completely 180 from the direction that we're going. But this is what I would like to, (laughs) in a perfect race setting, I guess, this is what I would want to happen with the Pacers. You guys want your Pacer running in front of you or behind you on a single track? I don't know. I want them in front of me because when you and I were running at Coyote Run and you were leading it out of, for a while, that really helped kind of, it was pulling me along. It was yeah. kind of keeping me where I was wanting to go. Um, because when we're hiking and doing power hiking stuff, what I may think is the pace that I need, I need somebody in front of me. No, this is the pace. And yeah. so I can kind of subconsciously pick it up just a little bit maybe. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think you may change. I think you may yeah. change during the race. I can tell you one thing that bothers me is... Like if I'm trying to keep up and someone's going faster than I want, that bothers me. It yeah. frustrates me. I'm like, dude, slow down, slow down. And so I don't want a pacer ahead of me that is not at the pace I want to be at. Um, I would rather him be behind me and kind of saying, we need to pick it up a little. And I can pick it up a little bit, you know, kind of on my own. Um, but I don't want to be frustrated that I feel like my pacer is trying to leave me. Yeah. That's a good point because think I want them behind me. Sure. Think at the beginning of how the race. How far ahead is too far ahead? 
Chief, this happened with you and I. Do you, do you remember how far ahead you got of me? I could still hear you. We could still talk. Oh, yeah. 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 But that that helped me. It, it helped me. You were out of sight, but you weren't out of my mind. And I knew as soon as I get over this dadgum cramp that if I can get on it a little bit, I can be there. And, and you were, you know, probably not 100 yards, but it felt like you were 100 yards ahead of me. And I think, I think it will go back and forth also. I think a little bit ahead, a little bit behind, depending on how I'm feeling. And, you know, sometimes that little game of leapfrog is a great one to keep you going. Yeah, I, th- I think, here's the way I think about it. As long as I'm on pace, based on the race plan, based on the cutoffs, based on what I've prepared for with the pacer, as long as I'm on pace, I'm fine if I'm in front. Um, and I probably feel more comfortable that way. Um, if, if I'm not keeping a pace that's going to get us where we have to get, then I think it's a discussion. It's, it's up for discussion whether the pacer needs to take over and say, here's the pace we got to be at and you got to follow. Um, but I, I don't, I don't like the feeling of being dropped on a run. I hate that. Well, and you got to imagine what's it like coming out of the, when they hit the, when they say go or they shoot the gun, what's it like? You get this in drill and rush, right? You're kind of like, I need to slow down because I'm already like feeling this is awesome. This race is going to go so great for like the first 10 miles. And then, but you got to imagine that's whenever you pick a pacer up, that's their start of their race. And so maybe them leading would not be a good idea because what they think is a super slow, comfortable pace is not a super slow, comfortable pace to you. And so that's a legitimate thing too, to think about is, Hey, yeah, maybe you just stick behind me for a little bit, let that adrenaline wear off. And then, if I need you to get in front, get in front and kind of pace me out. And the other thing else too, I want them to bring is a headlamp, a spare headlamp in their thing. Cause I remember we were watching a YouTube video and the dude forgot a headlamp or something and he had to use his pacers. His poor pacer was running with no headlamp <laughs> <laughs> or, or his iPhone. Those are the kind of sacrifices I expect from a pacer <laughs> running through the dark, no headlamp. I need your shoes. <laughs> Mine are wet, bro. Give them to me. No, I think, yeah, so for me, I, what I expect from the pacers, I want them to have backup gear. Listen, the pacers are going to have a better idea of how you're doing, how you're doing nutritionally how you're doing, you know, just general race-wise than your crew is. And so they're going to be a good source to kind of feed back to the crew. Here's what he needs. Here's what's going on. Um, I want them to be kind of on top of that type of stuff. Um, and, And I want them to have extra everything, extra batteries, watch, headlamp, um, And then, look, I think some of it is just they're going to have to figure out what you need when you need it in the moment. I mean, there's no way, as many times as we talk beforehand, I'm ever going to be able to guess at what's going to be going on at various points of the race. And so some of it is they're going to have to, you know, play it by ear on the fly. Um, And so that's why I think, you know, you need somebody who... Um, knows their own nutrition pretty well. No, you know, I mean, I don't want to be out there learning new stuff. <laughs> I don't want my pacer throwing up. You know, seriously, right? Like, I mean, you know, I, I just, I don't want to be out there 
dealing with things that you don't have to be dealing with because yeah. there's going to be so many things that you have to deal with. Right. If you're Jared's pacer, I'm going to go give you a little <laughs> bit of advice. Bring salt and then bring a little bit more than you think you need. Like that's already going to be a thing, right? So, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I wonder if we have uh, narrowed our pacer pool down enough with with all the <laughs> things that we think we're going to need. Uh, I honestly, um, anybody who would be willing to take on the job of a pacer on this level, I, I think we we are getting into people who are interested in these kind of feelings and experiences, and I I like the thought of similar personalities being out there to be on the edge of the limits of everybody. And so I, I think that's motivating for me and I'm interested to see who else is willing to do that because there's just not a whole lot of people that are like, Oh yeah, I'm down for 20 miles in Leadville. That sounds like a great idea. Uh, and I'll carry your stuff and I'll take off of work and I'll, and I'll take I'll off work there. Right. But honestly, I'm not sure I want somebody who's there just for the fun run mm -hmm. or the sightseeing. Like, I, I know I'm not going there for the fun run and the sightseeing. Like, this is a tremendous task to undertake. And I want people essentially that are willing to go to battle with me, not necessarily willing to go and watch. Let me ask one last question before we wrap it up here. Any tips and tricks or tips or advice for anybody that doesn't have a pacer in their life? What do they do? Because they're saying, well, great, you guys have people to run with you. What if I don't? Um, God, that's that's a tough one because, honestly, I always am training like there's no pacer involved. And so I I am not actually... But they want a pacer. How, how would they find one? I don't know. Because I, I never go looking for one. Yeah, it's true. None of us have ever like searched out for one. Yeah. But I know there's some that hang out at the race. There's guys... Oh, yeah, like yeah. Jared, Jared, they had a guy at Calgary Run. was like, hey, dude, I got shoes. You want me to go? <laughs> yeah. And he ended up pacing somebody else, which is super cool. Yeah. So I know there's people at the races that were like, hey, do you need a pacer? I can pace. Kind of like... like you know, I think there will actually be people that show up at Leadville to be pacers like yeah. a day or two before. No, exactly. Because they want to run Leadville. Maybe right. they can get in this year. Right. right. And then I know I've used Reddit. Reddit being like it's a, a social media forum kind of a deal. Yeah. And I've posted on there about stuff. And there's people that have messaged me like, hey, do you need a pacer? Do you need a pacer? So I don't think it's too difficult. Facebook page, obviously Leadville Facebook page would be somewhere to go yep. to. Yep. Hey, I'm looking for a pacer. This is kind of the mileage, the, the mild times I'm running. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be it would be overly difficult to find somebody that would want to pace you. No, it's like anything else. You you, you got to get in the the right community to ask the question because once you get in the right community, there'll be people there that are interested in that. Right. right. And so it's you know that's not the community is not the people I run around with every day, and so I think you have to go searching out ultra runners to find a pacer who will pace for an ultra. And so I, I definitely think we're going to end up in Leadville walking around with a bunch of people who um, have put some serious miles in. Yeah, they're probably pacers are better than me. I'm like, you there, you know. Oh, 100%. I mean, one of the most valuable pacers you could get would be somebody who's done it. Right. No kidding. I mean, think about stuff like that. No kidding. I, I will tell you, there is zero chance. I would do it with no pacers before I would do it with pacers I've never met or that I don't know. I would, um, yeah, I would feel like I'd be running harder 
with somebody I didn't know. I, I, I would just, I would feel too much pressure to, you know, do something. I, I just, I don't want there to be any kind of thought that I have to do anything but run my own race. Um, and I would be concerned that I would feel an obligation of some sort if I had a pacer that I didn't know. Is is there a is there a pacer gift you have to get them like a flask or something after the race? Is there it's your, your traditional wedding gifts? It's, yeah. Like a monogrammed flask. Man, I would take a, I would engraved take a, with the date. I think that's I think that's fair. I uh, I'm very different. I think than you guys. I would gladly take a pacer. I didn't know a thing about. Um, I would just view it like a rolling aid station. We could get to know each other running. I I would. Honestly, um, at this point in my life where I feel like I'm, I'm pushing myself already to kind of get there, sign up and go there. I don't feel the pressure of trying to do anything, but what I'm doing there. And I, I'm always open for, you know, talking to somebody new about what they've done. I mean, that might be yeah, a what great if, conversation. What if you got somebody annoying? Yeah. Just think about that. What if you got somebody I mean, annoying and you're 80 miles deep and you feel like shit and you want to quit and he's well, annoying the hell out of you? You've already got blisters on your feet and now you got a blister behind you just like <laughs> annoying the hell. I think it would give me something else to think about. I mean, this is part of how I handle the dark place is other things to think about. And it's, you know, it's the same question of just anything to not think about the pain that you're going through sometimes can be a distraction and you know who's to say that in that moment that person that's been so annoying might have experienced something similar in theirs and you would just never know i think the unknown of this race for us is so huge because i have i think it's very real that we might feel different mile to mile it's interesting to me that unknown about races you try to eliminate and then when it comes to pacers you're like yeah i don't know i'll just learn about them on the fly (laughs) you know and i'm the exact opposite like i i don't you know pre-study everything but like with my pacers i'm like dude i don't need them to know me and i mean this is a good disclaimer for the guys who are going to be pacers for me what i say to you during the race i don't mean I'm so, I, if, if I offend you, I'm sorry. I could say some mean things. It just happens. I don't mean it. Yeah, I think, you know, that that is interesting how differently we view different portions of the race. Um, I, I'm anxious to have pacers that um, my crew chief will be able to tell what to do because that's a whole nother aspect. You know, if we're a mile and a half from an aid station and I am like, get going. This is what I want when I get there. Go. And they're going to be able to need to give a status report, a needs report, get themselves taken care of and make sure when I get there, my crew knows what I want when I get there, because that that's an integral part of, I believe, taking care of me without me having to exert more energy over something that I can delegate. And that'll be something that, you know, that's not really going to be a thing for 14 miles of their 15 mile stretch. But that last mile evidently might be a big deal for me. So I, I think that part is interesting. So the getting to know and talk is going to be something, even if you know the person, I think 
you will get to know things about them very differently in this arena. Yeah, I think that's what's kind of exciting about the whole adventure. And this, I mean, I, I guess I had given thought to Pacers, but after we're sitting here talking about it, I'm like, wow, this is, the Pacer thing is a, is a big part of what it is to run this race. And I don't know if very little people run one without one. So, I mean, it's something to give a lot of thought to and ensure that you're communicating well and you pick the right Pacers. Uh, I need people to have thick skin, right? So that way, whatever I say is not going to be something that we're going to have to deal with <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have to worry about whether I hurt your feelings on the trail or not. Exactly. <laughs> what happens on the trail stays on the trail. But uh, yeah, I guess that would wrap up our Pacer episode. you guys have anything else, any additional last minute, oh, by the ways? Man, I think, honestly, I... Pacers are so important. I don't think you can overstate it. I mean, in my mind, um, if I get there, the the Pacers and the crew are going to be such a huge part of it. You know, without the Pacers and the crew, I don't get there. That's that's how my mind is thinking about it. And whether that's true or not, I would never know because I'm going to have Pacers and a crew. But to me, it's like there's such a huge part of it um, that you just, there's no way to do it without them, in my mind. I know, I'm so focused on getting to 50 because I feel like I owe that to my pacer to at least get some mileage on the course. And I, I have an overwhelming sense of pressure to at least get there under cutoff. So that way they get to run at least some portion of the course. That way I don't feel like I completely wasted their time getting out there to help me out. You know, I guess I have a little bit of that. Yeah, listen, that commitment too. goes straight out the window at 50, though, because roll an ankle and I'm leaving you on the trail. Well, 100%. <laughs> My needs are much more important than your needs, but I want you to at least get some miles in. And then when Jared gets into Western States after Leadville, I'll go pace you, ankles or not. I'm there, man. I'm there. I think this um, brings up a lot of things that, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that I have thought about much to this point uh, because I honestly have been too self consumed trying to get myself into shape to get to that 50 mile mark to be able to pick up a pacer. But I, I think this uh, just begs us to do another episode on a crew because I, I think you're going to have to put all these pieces together and have them uh, agree a lot in order to succeed at the hundred mile distance. And I, I agree with you, Jared. I think when we look back, the success will be a tremendous part of everybody involved, the Pacers and the crew, um, not just, you know, what you can accomplish by yourself. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a crew chief episode uh, in the future, but I would definitely argue that crew chiefs are even more important than Pacers. So, I mean, vastly more important. So that's a whole other episode there, especially to cover. So, well, um, you can find me at... Um, Savage Navy Chief on Instagram, Iron Man Lawyer, Jeff Boyer 75, and then 3OK Runners on Instagram. Uh, we had some some cool people reach out to us this week. Uh, 24 The Hard Way Race in Oklahoma, they, they reached out with uh, checking out the podcast, which was super cool to see. So we appreciate everybody that, that tunes in on the social media, tunes in the podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time.